Have you heard about the problems at the airports over the last few months? No, you probably haven't heard anything about flights being delayed or being canceled or people not being able to find their bags for hours and hours or days or even weeks on end. That has not been an issue at all. Of course, if you cannot uh, detect the dripping sarcasm in my voice, then perhaps the next guest will be able to fill us in a little bit more and why a new development on Parliament Hill is significant for this story. Mackenzie Gray is a C- the CTV national news reporter covering Parliament Hill. Mackenzie, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Hi, Tamara. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Okay. So Transport Minister Omar Al-Gabra is set to testify before the end of the month, before August 19th, in fact, to explain airport delays and flight cancellations in Canada's major airports in recent months. Can you just walk us through how we got to this point? So yesterday there was essentially roughly an emergency meeting of the Transportation Committee where uh, the opposition members essentially called for a meeting. There was one and they voted to do a study into looking into why there have been so many issues at the airport. And so the first person who's going to be appearing, we're not sure the exact date, but in the next week or so will be Omar Al-Gabba, the transportation minister. And then I would expect the committee will call other witnesses. You know, people I would expect to see are the executives from Air Canada, WestJet and Porter to talk about, you know, why they haven't been able to hire people quick enough and why we've seen so many delays on their end too as well. So it'll start with Omar Al-Gabba. You know, we haven't heard from him in a little bit. Uh, he hasn't been doing as many media avails of the summer. Generally, things are a little bit more quiet. Um, so I'll be interested to hear if there's anything new that the government can say as to what they're doing to try and deal with the backlog at the airports. At least anecdotally, the people that they've been hiring both from the CBSA side and the CATSA side, the people who work in security, you know, checking your bags, you have to take your belt off, take your shoes off to go to the conveyor belt. You know, we've seen at the airports that there have been more people there. But when you look at Pearson in particular, we're still having those surge problems where at large points of the day where there's kind of a bottleneck effect where there are too many people in there for the number of people who are working security to be able to handle things. So I'm interested to see what Omar Al-Gabra can say the government's doing to be able to handle that. But I'm also interested to look at the tone too, Tamara. You know, this is a big issue that the conservatives have been trying to capitalize on. I would expect that Melissa Lanceman, conservative MP, who's one of the co-chairs of the committee, will be going after Mr. Al-Gabra hard in those committee hearings when he shows up. Yeah, you know, you, you pointed out that we haven't heard from uh, Minister Al-Gabra a lot since all of this started kind of unfolding a few months ago. The, the And when we did hear from him, his comments were not very well received, if I remember correctly. He was, he uh, some of what he was saying was, you know, talking about what you said, you know, hiring more CATSA agents, uh, CBSD, focusing on those areas, but also sort of saying, you know what, travelers need to kind of be trained into how to get through airport security lines again. And I think there was a lot of eye rolling when it came to that, because people who were going to airports could see that there were, you know, two security lines open out of like eight or 10 or however many. And when I say people, I'm referring to myself flying through Pearson a few months ago, Mackenzie. Uh, so we'll, it will be interesting to see if his tone has changed. Tell us about uh, Melissa Lansman because she is the transportation critic and she's the one that actually uh, brought forward this motion to have Minister Algabra testify before the committee. Can you tell us a little bit more about what she said about why she, I mean, is this just politicking or is there, is there some real, uh, weight behind what she was saying? Well, it's a combination of both. Obviously, for the Conservatives, this is an issue that uh, plays well. You know, I I think back to the pandemic, you know, there were different things, you know, when we're in the midst of it, when there were lockdowns going on, there were different things that everyone wanted to do, uh, you know, once we got to the other side. And I think for a lot of people, travel was one of those things. 
And, and for many people, you know, in this summer was really going to be the first opportunity where they felt comfortable and in some cases uh, being able to fly to, let's say, go to Europe to see family or take a vacation and travel. And now for lots of people, they've had many issues going through that process. Uh, so, you know, there is a, a real, uh, you know, interest, public interest in getting to the bottom of this to solve this issue from both, you know, a personal and an economic perspective for Canada. But there's also certainly a political side to this, too, where the Conservatives are going to want to try to tie the fact that there are these airport issues to the Liberals specifically. And look, the tone is going to be shifting now, too. There's going to be a new Conservative leader coming in. It's likely going to be Pierre Polyev. He's been the person who's also been pushing on this hard as well. I would expect that the tone that we're going to see at this committee whenever Mr. Ogaba shows up in the next little bit will be the tone that carries us in to when the House of Commons comes back in September. And and I mean, when we're thinking about what Pierre Poilievre's tone would be on this, I can only assume that it's going after the executives at, at Air Canada, WestJet, that sort of thing. Is that fair? Well, I think he'll be trying to put the blame on, on Omar Al-Gabra and the government and try to make this Mr. Trudeau's fault. You know, we've heard from Mr. Right. Al-Gabra saying, look, you know, we didn't have enough people hired at CATSA and CBSA. We've rectified that. We're now, in particular at the CATSA agents, the, the ones who check your bags when you're going through security on the first end, we're now at pre-pandemic levels. And we're not at pre-pandemic levels in terms of flights. So what's the give there? You know, the argument we've heard from the government has been that in particular at Pearson, there's kind of scheduling problems that are bulking planes up where they're all kind of coming in at one point in time. And for people who aren't living in Toronto or Montreal or Vancouver, for folks like us here in Ottawa, we recognize that the same number of flights that go to different cities just don't come to Ottawa anymore. If you want to fly to different parts of the country or fly to the States, as an example, you almost certainly have to fly to Toronto to then go to a secondary destination. So we're really going back to a hub model, and when we've spoken to experts about that, that's the model that the airlines are trying to take right now. They're trying to get as many bums in the seats as they can with as fewer planes as possible to try to get back to profitability. We saw our Canada with numbers. They lost $400 million last quarter. So they want to be profitable again like they were before the pandemic. And the way they think they can do that is by flying through Pearson, through Vancouver, through Montreal in this kind of hub model instead of going back to individual cities like they were doing more before the pandemic, which has led to these bottlenecks. The government wants to see that fixed, and I think that's something that we're going to hear from Omar Gabra at the Transportation Committee when he appears uh, likely next week. Do you, do you think we'll hear from him before that committee appearance, uh, Mackenzie? Maybe. Uh, you know, the one thing I would say is while the House of Commons was sitting and this was kind of, you know, uh, the issue was first unfolding, you know, I would give him credit that he was routinely uh, willing to talk to the media, at least, and he, he was regularly in the House of Commons. Uh, you know, sometimes his answers uh, weren't satisfactory. They might not line up. And certainly the opposition weren't pleased with what he was saying. Uh, you know, I would note it's it's usually fairly quiet right now. Uh, but, you know, these these summer committee hearings like we've seen uh, with Hockey Canada, like with the RCMP, um, you know, they do get a lot of uh, attention. And, and as this mm-hmm. issue should, you know, for a lot of people, you know, they spend a lot of money to be able to uh, go on these trips and go on vacation. Uh, and, and they want answers. You know, and one other thing, Tamara, that you know, I'm looking for at this committee, too. You know, we've seen stories about Air Canada, and I know that many of the airlines have been doing this, uh, trying to skirt around the Air Passenger Bill of Rights, which the Liberals brought in in their first mandate, which kind of mandates that uh, if your flight's delayed for a certain number of hours, you can get up to $1,000 if you're on Air Canada and your flight's delayed for an extended period of time. But there's a big loophole in that Air Passenger Bill of Rights, Mm -hmm. which says that if your flight's delayed for safety and the airlines are the ones who make the determination on what your flight's delayed for, you don't get any compensation. And we've seen now from Air Canada that they're saying that when they don't have enough staff, whether it be through COVID or through other reasons, they're claiming that it's safety to make sure Mm -hmm. that they're not paying Canadians for this. 
And I would expect that that issue comes up at committee in particular from the NDP who've been pushing the government to kind of close some of these loopholes in this. So Canadians who have their vacations delayed for extended periods of time actually get some compensation from the airlines, whether it's for safety or for other issues. Well, it's interesting. And I, I have to end it here, uh, Mackenzie, but I'll just point out we were, we were speaking about that a little bit earlier on the show and yesterday. And when we had Duncan Dion, who was the former chief operating officer at Air Canada uh, with us yesterday, he he was pointing the finger at the government saying basically the airlines cannot operate properly if the government is putting them in a position where they can't, for example, unload in a reasonable uh, amount of time because of backups at CBSA. Anyway, I'll end it there. Thank you very much, Mackenzie. Great. 